For some reason, every time I record Ramadan podcast, this is the most popular one. This is the most popular one because it is my Ramadan schedule. And I don't know what it is, but women just love schedules. They just love schedules of other women. I don't know if it actually helps people achieve things, but it definitely, definitely piques their curiosity. So today we're going to cover my Ramadan schedule. Let's go. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you every week, usually Mondays and Fridays, but in Ramadan, it's going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yep, we're going to be with you the whole Ramadan to support you on your journey and to make sure we're here to give you tips, motivate you, and kind of hang out together as Ramadan buddies. And we have so many sisters here from all over the world. So if you are new to the podcast, know that you're tuning in with women from Africa, Asia, Europe, you know, US, all over. Over. We are all over and alhamdulillah, about 150 countries here, 5.6 million on the podcast and you're all thriving together, which is so, so amazing. Today's topic is schedules and I have done a YouTube video before where I talked about how watching other women's schedules, for some reason it's really, really interesting to women, but at the same time, it's like we do the compare thing, like comparing them to ourselves and that's really, really something we have to be careful about. What I wanna do in my schedule today is I'm gonna share what mine is, but it doesn't mean that that's what yours needs to be. I'm hoping it will inspire you I'm hoping it will get you thinking about what your schedule is. That is the goal of the podcast. It's not to be like, look at my schedule, try to match my schedule. No, you have a completely different life. And one thing that we teach here on Mindful Muslim is we want our women to feel empowered and strong. Not that they have to compare themselves to other women and think about what they're doing and then what they're not doing. It's not a healthy thing and it's not something we encourage. So just to be clear, the point of this podcast is to get you inspired about some things you can do. A lot of women ask me what I do. So I'm sharing because it's really interesting to them that they want to know for some reason. And so I want to make sure I can meet that. Usually when we do this podcast, it is our number one podcast in the beginning of Ramadan prep. And I want to make sure that we're here to meet all of your needs um, as we do as usual. Inshallah with all your suggestions, 95% of this podcast is what you guys have asked us questions about. And we are answering alhamdulillah so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy let's get started right before i do i want to tell you in just two to three days just two to three days we are starting the free three-day ramadan prep challenge are you coming if you're not coming, then you have to get on it. Alhamdulillah. There is a really quick sign-up registration. You can go to our website, www.mindful-muslimah.com. If you scroll down just a teeny bit, you'll see a blue flyer that says um, Ramadan Prep. You could sign up and save your seat. It's going to be February 29th. I think March 1st and 2nd. And we didn't do it on the weekend this time, which we usually do. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right now, the women are pouring into the Telegram group. There's a Telegram group associated with it. It is only going to be open for this period of time. Many of you know we have our own... Um, private membership where we do um, entire Ramadan program and we have our own telegram in there. That is different. We will be doing Ramadan with women in there. And for those of you who don't know, oh, also this week only, if you have ever wondered what it's like inside of Thrive Muslim, because I mention it so much, we haven't done this in a long time, maybe since, oh, I don't know, mid-year, 
We're opening Thrive Muslima for free for seven days only. So you get a little window where you get to go in, poke around, check it out, see what's going on. We have a tour. You can take a tour. We have, oh my gosh, 53 live events this Ramadan inside. We have women teachers ready to meet you every single night. All of your Ramadan planned for you. So if you haven't had time to prep, get it together, and you're like, oh my gosh, Ramadan, how am I going to learn? How am I going to do Quran? How am I going to do, you know, tafsir? How am I going to keep myself motivated? Do you know what's crazy? Um, <laughs> this sounds weird to say online. I feel a little bit shy to say it on the podcast. In the past, many women have asked us, well, what do I do when I'm menstruating, right? So what happens is when women cannot pray and they cannot fast, they get a low in Ramadan. And for years, women had asked me for tips for that. And mind you, we have a Spotify playlist with all of our Ramadan um, podcasts. So if you're trying to just side note, get rid of music this Ramadan, which many women usually try to do, um, we put all the podcasts there, like a whole list. You can just download that playlist. And I'll put that maybe in the description below. Um, and then you can just easily just click and listen. And so alhamdulillah, you have your whole Ramadan like podcast planned. And then we wanted to make sure we could plan your Ramadan for you because we know women are really, really busy. So anyway, inside of Thrive, what we're doing this year, which is totally new, is we have weekly check-ins for women who are not fasting and praying kind of like menstruation check-ins. In other words, when you get in, if it's the week where you're not able to, you're like, oh, you know, I feel so down, blah, blah. Nope. You're going to have a mentor waiting for you with a group of other women. And honestly, anybody can join these sessions who are in Thrive. You don't have to be like not praying or not fasting, but you can go in there and you'll have somebody who's there to give you tips, to motivate you, to share. You guys can like uplift each other and get a good, you know, jolt of energy to get you through the rest of the week until you're able to pray or fast again. And we're really, really excited about that. The other thing is we have changed Ramadan buddies inside of there to four, three or four women in the groups. We last, I think in the past we had like pairs only, but we realized the women love to be together in little mini teams and that's what we're doing. So if you're a new revert or a longtime Muslim who doesn't have family support, you can get paired up. You just have to, when you're in Thrive, sign up on the form and inshallah ta'ala, you will get buddied up with somebody in your time zone, those women can do challenges together. They can do events together and they can be together and motivate each other on top of the entire, you know, tons of women inside of Thrive and Ramadan worshiping. So you just want to um, maybe go in there, get your buddy, and then inshallah ta'ala, um, you will get also a meeting to tell you how it works. We have little check-in meetings. We have everything. You are step by step, not alone. So that'll open this week. It's totally free to get inside for seven days only. So I wanted you to get that chance if you wanted to. How do you get in? Go to my website, www.mindful-muslima.com. You'll see right there as soon as you like scroll right from the top, Thrive Ramadan. So like purple area, you click in, you get in, you scroll down, you go to the seven day free pass and you get inside and you'll see that we have a ton. The whole calendar is set up ready for everything. You could see if it meets your schedule. A lot of women, because we're in different time zones, they want to know what time zone, like you can go in there and check the time zone. What are the classes? What time are they going to be? It's in there. We even have women who will give you tours, like personal tours and meet with you. So this is a pretty big week. Now, why is this important for us to prep for Ramadan? Well, the Prophet, peace be upon him, a long time ago, right? Back when he was alive with the Sahaba, the Sahaba, they used to prep Ramadan six months in advance, six months in advance. Now, to be fair to Allah, we knew Ramadan was coming 11 months ago. And how are we flying by the seat of our pants not preparing? 
Now, that being said, because that's the Islamic perspective, right? We know how hard it is for our women. You're working, right? You have kids. You're trying to do it all. You're a university student. It is hard for you. Our job is to make it easy for you. So what I want you to think about right now is if I'm not prepared yet, what am I doing to get prepared? And if you still feel too overwhelmed by that, what I want to tell you is we're here for you. We've done it all for you. We put all the teachers, we put all the schedules. All you have to do is click. And you guys know there's an app. You can just like shut down your whatever, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, if you want to close those up. And you could open the app and just have an Islamic Ramadan. You could open the Telegram, talk to your sisters 24-7. Women are in there from everywhere. Indonesia, Finland, Mexico, Pakistan, UK, US, wherever. Strong Islam, weak Islam, they're all coming to, to do one thing. Become better. And to become better together. And I can't think of any way to spend Ramadan better than to be with a bunch of women that all reaching for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are all on the same page, right? So alhamdulillah, just want to let you guys know. Now as for my schedule, a lot of my schedule revolves around that. So that was actually my intro of that because um, obviously this is a platform that I'm really passionate about. So I'm gonna to talk to you about my schedule today, but I want you to also know when I when I talk about parts of my learning, it will be incorporated in there as well because I'm working with women in there as well, right? Um, with my sisters learning together, I'm always learning. So in the morning, we have adhkar, right? We have all the morning adhkar that we're going to do when we wake up in the morning. So I wake up, obviously, before the sahur time because I'm in charge of the sahur. Um, Many of you guys have seen on our Instagram, we've been floating around PDFs on how I prep. Now, let me tell you something about prepping. A lot of women in the past two years, I've seen they do a lot of Uber Eats. They do a lot of Uber Eats. And they feel really bad about that because one, have you seen the economy? Is it expensive or Gojek or whatever you guys will use? No, I guess Gojek is different because that's more for um, travel. But there's all types of eating apps that people have in their countries. And what happens is it's time for a thought and they just get tired because they're working and they just they just order food. One, that's expensive. Two, that is that is really not healthy for you when you fast all day to have some like food from outside. And alhamdulillah, um, they're tired. Our sisters are, are working hard. So what I want you to do is think about this. What are the fast, easy things I can do? So when I wake up for Sahur, I think of like, what's the fastest thing I can give my family that will still be good? Now, everybody's family is different. My family, they have particulars. I cannot put out cereal. I cannot put out, you know, something that simple. My family is just like, what is this going to do for me? I'm going to be hungry all day. So I pre-make in Ramadan a whole bunch of smoothies. I'm just reminding myself I had a couple to do. I have mango ones. I have berry ones. I have tropical ones. I have green ones. I have all kinds of ones. They're all in the free PDF that we give out. If you go on my website, that's also there, by the way, in the resources tab at the top. Everything's on that website if you want to go there right now for Ramadan prep. We have downloadable everything. And so alhamdulillah, what we're doing is I had pre-prepped all that stuff now. So just this weekend, for example, I was rolling a bunch of samosa. I was marinating meats. Another one, um, just we're going to throw these in here because I had mentioned them in some previous podcasts. If you're trying to prep for Ramadan, think about what can I just marinate, then freeze, then just pull them out, chuck them on the barbecue or chuck them on the, the into the oven. I do these things all the time and they're so flavorful and so delicious and they require 10 to 20 minutes of cooking time. And that's how I have a cheaper Ramadan. I'm not spending a lot of money. 
but I'm still having a wholesome and delicious Ramadan. And I'm also using my time for prayer, not for cooking. Cooking in Ramadan and spending your whole time doing that is not. So as I'm giving you my schedule today, I just want you to know I've done a ton of prep before so that I don't have to roll into Ramadan with all this stuff. So for example, Sahur, I may be pre-making some breads or something. You don't have to. You can buy store-bought things. So I typically wake up in the morning. I do adhkar. I do some extra prayer too. And then I go in and I get the food prepped. I'm usually super tired because, you know, you're up late night praying. So I don't want to do anything crazy. So I have these pre pre-picked things. I do like a Turkish style breakfast where I have jams and things like that and cheeses and breads and you just put it out and that's it. It looks like you did this amazing spread, but almost none of it's cooked. I might do like a, a Turkish egg or like something like that, or I might do like a scrambled egg or something really quick, heat up some bread and some, some sliced veggies or smoothies and that is it. Now, if that's still too much for you, you're like, whoa, what's all of that? You could do something as simple as oatmeal or something, but I will tell you this, oatmeal is known to not make you feel full. So I know you think it's heavy. Also, people who want to eat like full and beans and stuff like that, it, it's just salty and it's going to make you dehydrated. Get your hydration. My real suggestion is if you use some of the smoothie rep- recipes that we have or any that you find that have a lot of nutrient-packed things, it will keep you fuller longer. Um, also with the coffee, I have kind of staved off of coffee and drank it later and later and later and later every day. So that's why I don't struggle so much with coffee in Ramadan and in the morning time. So, um, I put out whatever it is that I, that I'm going to put out. Do you, there's some suggestions inside the PDF or you can look online on your own. I do the Ethkar, do like a prayer or two. I go, I prepare the Sahur and I'm done. I will go and usually pray Fajr and then after Fajr, that is my special time. If I, I put my kids to bed, because now it's like six in the morning, I will pray Fajr, I will read Quran and do my Quran journaling. Now we have classes inside of Thrive for Quran journaling. So we have a system. We also have our own book on how we tell women, like if you don't know how to Quran journal, you can. We have that also on our, our website. But the point is having that time alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to read the Quran and spend time with it before the day starts, it's fresh in my mind. And so I'm usually reading Quran, journaling, and if I'm doing any understanding of tafsir, sometimes I will also like turn on a lecture or two um, from like one of the teachers that we have and just like watch. Like we have a beautiful teacher this year. She's doing fiqh. Her name is Habitullah. Beautiful, beautiful sister. She's going to teach you everything about women the fiqh of wudu, to pray, how to do everything. If you have menstruation questions, you can ask her whatever. And so she comes on in four sessions. So probably I'll be studying the fiqh of that. And then alhamdulillah, a couple other um, different scholars that I follow. And then I will go and I will take out my food that I know I need for... um, you know, like later on and I'll like, you know, like meats and stuff. I told you I'm defrosting. I will put it on the counter and usually I'll go back to bed. Maybe if I can do it for an hour or two. In the past, I really struggled with that. I struggled to be awake and then go back to bed a little bit, but I know that it's going to be a long day of fasting. If I can, I'll just do an hour or two. If you're a woman that has to go off to work, for you, you might have to do this schedule differently. You might want to do your Quran or journaling time on your work break, your lunch break. Since you can't do um, lunch, you want to either take a nap then or maybe you'll do some Quran. But I do suggest if you can to try to do it in the morning still because it's really, unless you're doing like long commuting because it's less likely that you're going to be able to do things later. So Alhamdulillah, um, 
Then I usually um, have to wake up. My kids have classes. I homeschool at home and I work from home. So that's usually what's happening during the day. And um, in between, I'll have a break here or there where I do 20 minutes of Quran, 20 minutes of Quran. I have a schedule for my kids too, where they'll do as well. If you can, you can put your kids on classes. So for me, for example, inside of Thrive Muslima, we have classes at different times of the day. So I already know when those are. Um, and because that schedule is up already, like I've already marked all my calendar and blocked out this time so I could be there for those. Those are really, really important. And then alhamdulillah, I suggest for you, you have something already set up in your schedule. Um, one thing that we're doing also, I think starting March 9th, is that's when my first meeting is with women inside of Ramadan Recharge. A lot of you guys have been with us from the podcast. Shout out to you guys in our Ramadan Recharge program every Ramadan. I sit there and I weekly meet with women and I help them set up their goals for Ramadan and um, like accountability every week. I come and check in on them and how they're doing and if they're struggling, I give them suggestions and we meet together and so that starts. If you're in Thrive Muslima and you're in the academy in there, we have an advanced academy where all the women have access, I can't believe I'm saying this, to every single one of my courses I've ever made. So you've heard me talk about them. Well, they have access to all of them, including this kind of Ramadan coaching I do in there. And so inshallah ta'ala, I'll be in there um, meeting with them on Saturdays. We're doing Saturdays, 11 a.m., and then um, if that doesn't work, you know, women can always watch the replays in there. Always. There's replays on everything. Absolutely. But anyway, the point is um, I'm like doing classes, toggling between like getting my kids done. And mind you, I'm not cooking all day. I told you a lot of my cooking prep happens right now while you're listening to this podcast because I'm not trying to cook in Ramadan. I want to eat freshly cooked meals, you know, home cooked stuff, but nobody's got time for that. So what I do is every day now, like right now, I just do one thing. Like today I'm going to roll some samosa yesterday I did some marinades day like I just take about 30 minutes a day and I just do a little bit do a little bit do a little bit until Ramadan's here and it's all done maybe in a day or two I'll do some more um, smoothies but that's about it okay so this is me doing stuff all during the day I'm just like working teaching I just like 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Break it up because you're tired. If I can, I'll do nap midday. I don't do do good with naps because I feel like once I lay down, I never get up again. And then I overnap. If you overnap past 40 minutes, it's a nightmare. You get very tired and you get very lazy and then you don't want to pray. So for me, I know that. So try to avoid naps so that I can crash at night and sleep well. But if I really need to midday, I probably about three, four o'clock do lay on the couch for about 30, 40 minutes, try to close my eyes, even if I'm not really sleeping and the kids are jumping all over the place. My husband and I, we try to take turns. He's like, I'll watch them while you go take a 30 minute nap. We try to tag team because by then he's home from work. But it's usually really hard if I could be honest. And that's Ramadan. I want to say that to women. Ramadan is hard and it's meant to be hard. How do you make it easy, sis? How do you do it? I don't make it easy. I just do things to make myself push through and be successful, even though may Allah make it successful for all of us. But like be be doing well regardless of the pain. It's one of those like, it's like when you run a triathlon. Like you're like, yeah, I'm doing it, but it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel tiring. Like that's Ramadan. So there is no secret sauce to not feeling tired in Ramadan. I get that question all the time. There is no secret sauce in like how to like do it all. And like you're going to do your best. That's what you're going to do. But what's going to happen is how good you do is depending on what you do before Ramadan. That is the honest truth. So you do your best to get your your schedule and now get your classes set up now get the books you need now like it is really really incumbent that's why I'm here to motivate you to get yourself going with that so um after um I've done all that I start to prep a little food about maybe um five 
six o'clock. This Ramadan might be a little bit earlier. I'm thinking I might have to do a little bit earlier. Then my husband and I, we work out together right before we fast. Because usually after we're done working out, we are thirsty. And so we do the working out later. So if I'm going to break fast about 6.45, I'm going to work out from like five to six and just like then run to the kitchen from like six to 6.45 and just brush up fixing up everything and put it down. And then we eat. Um, after we eat, we are going to do a family break. That's where usually we're together. We're laughing. We're joking. We're doing something together. And then we go to pray Tarawi. If it's the weekend, we pray Tarawi. We used to pray Tarawi every single night at the mosque. That became really hard with kids, if I can be honest. But we do still pray Tarawi every single night at home. So what we do now is we go to the mosque Saturday and Sunday nights. But Monday to Friday, we do it at home as a family. I will probably send you some videos of some of our life if you follow us on Instagram and Ramadan, how we're doing things daily. You can check in with me on stories and see how things are going. This this year in YouTube, I probably will not do like day in the life so much. I might do one or two, but it's really challenging if I want to focus on my bed, if I can be fair. I see all these 20-year-old YouTubers put all this stuff out because I mean, they don't have you know, multiple children and and they don't run entire organizations and they don't like, you know, they don't homeschool their children. If I'm really realistic and I compare my schedule to them, when I used to do all those, I just, I find them exhausting and I will try to do them still because people love to see what other people are doing in their home and I get it. But you can go on, your, on YouTube and watch my previous ones right now if you really want to after um, on your own time in Ramadan. Um, I will probably do some still on stories, but yeah, Overall, that's it. So after Tarawi and we pray, we do honestly do not stay up late because there's no way I can do the schedule unless I go to sleep because by then it's like usually 10 o'clock or something. We put the kids to bed. Kids love to wake up for Sahur. It's their favorite time of the year. The fact that they get to wake up and just eat and then go back to sleep, that for some reason they really, really like it. And alhamdulillah, we do everything as a family. Then we pray together for Fajr and the kids go to bed while I do my journaling, like I said. And it's just like rinse and repeat over and over again. So just a little recap. I do my morning, like maybe one or two rakah and then adhkar. I go and I make the quick sahur. We pray fajr. Kids go to bed. I stay up and read some Quran and do journaling and take the stuff out, put it on the counter you know, to defrost. And I take a little quick, if I can, if I can, go back to sleep. Sometimes I can't because I have to work. And that's that. Um, then I get back up and we're just doing working, studies, you know, cleaning and stuff all day. 20, 30 minutes here. I'm doing some classes online for Thrive that there are going on and my kids are doing their classes and I'm working all at the same time. We're not killing ourselves doing too much, but we um, are trying our very, very best like we all should be doing. And then inshallah ta'ala, um, about maybe, um, you know, four or five, something like that. I get a, I get the dinner going, like little chop-chop of things that I have to do fresh. And then I will go and work out with my husband, come back, assemble the stuff and, you know, heat up the food, fry up anything that needs to be fried last minute, put it down. Then we will um, eat together, have a little break, family time fun. And then we will um, pray tarawi and go to bed. Sometimes we do sweets. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes our sweets are just fruits and things. And sometimes, you know, we'll do like actual really nice sweets. We don't really go to people's houses except for one to three times maximum in Ramadan. We try to stick to ibadah. Um, I know a lot of cultures keep it super social, but usually those people really suffer in their ibadah. So I really just suggest to you to balance. Do what's best for you. If you're a new mom, I don't want you to compare your schedule to anyone else. If you're a mom who has, you know, her kids have left the nest, I want you to like think about what's different for you. Depending on the season of your life is what is good for you. 
We teach that at Mindful Muslima if you have more questions about that. But the biggest thing I want you to know is that what you're doing right now matters. So get inside the Ramadan Prep Challenge with us. It's this Thursday. Get in the seven-day free pass so you could check it out, the schedule inside of there. Go to the calendar, get a tour, have a sister show you around. Get your brain wrapped around what am I doing? What are my goals? What do I want to accomplish? You know what? And, and if all of this is too hard for you because you're too busy, you don't have to worry because we met the whole schedule for you. We did everything for you. All you do is just click and show up. Go on the Telegram group, connect with your sisters. Hang out at the family. We have a family chats. We have family challenges. Whatever suits you, you choose. We gave you like a plethora to choose from. You do what is best for you. But what I suggest you don't do is stay alone in Ramadan. This is a communal time of year. And for women who don't have support and we know who you are, we know that's hard for you, we made it for you. So don't be alone. Love you for the sake of Allah. I will see you all in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.